Welcome to the Apple of Truth, a podcast where we used to cover every single episode of the TV show Lucifer. Before we get started on our new project, spoilers, we decided to finally watch those shows we have been pestering each other about. So join us today for Lina's finally watch the first three episodes of Bones. Spoiler, I watched four. <gasps> Oh no, you watch the next one. Mm, yeah, I was kind of... Yeah, we'll talk about it later. So I don't want to go through our usual segments, but I would not be me if I had not checked out the facts and fun segment on IMDb, both for the entire show and for the episodes that I watched. Mm -hmm. And one thing came very, very surprising to me, and that is that this is actually based on a book series that is based on a real-life person who based the book series on her actual life. Temperance Brennan is an anthropologist who writes about the character Kathy Rikes in her spare time. In real life, Kathy Rikes is an anthropologist who writes about the character Temperance Brennan. Ha -ha! I love her so much. It makes me so happy. Also, so, I do own a multiple of those books and I have not read any of them yet. I was about to ask, are the books, like how close to the show are the books or how much difference is there because I know that she is part of the production team of yes. the show and she even wrote a few I think of the scripts if I saw it correctly and like she has stayed involved so I would assume that it is more or less close to the source material I know that they made the main character more socially awkward than her stand in in the books like in the books she is more assertive and openly sexual as gets repeatedly referenced in those episodes so yeah I might actually check out one of those books to just see if the books are as bad as the first season of this show listen it's I love it it is a great way of setting up a series to me when did you watch this show for the first time like did you watch it back in 2005 or because this show is old like this is old it started coming out the same year as supernatural and grace anatomy a lot of shows that started coming out that year made it to a long 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 life 12 seasons this was 12 seasons grace anatomy is about to start season 20 supernatural had 15 seasons it was a very good year for cable television for future long-running television shows. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember when you started watching this? I'm not sure. I don't think it was as it was coming out, at least not at the beginning. And it took me a very long time to finish it. I only finished the last season, I think, two years ago. Because there is an event that happens in, uh, I think, in season 10. And it left me so heartbroken that I didn't want to watch anymore. And then I just forgot. And okay. I just went back to the first few seasons because it was like a comfort thing because it was pre that event and then uh, i finished when it you started no no i i it it would be when i was maybe finishing high school so i would say around 2008 okay is so my quite guess. early so quite you have early. you have a certain amount of nostalgia for this show oh hell yeah and you were not old enough to know better in certain areas yes especially the beginning can be harsh on things as with i mean speaking of supernatural i mean can you say problematic with me so it, you know 
The difference between Bones and Supernatural is that Bones actually tries to address that as they go on. Okay, so they do get better. That is one of my big questions. Yeah. Do they realize where their shortcomings are and do they get better? The weird thing about Bones is that they really try at the beginning and they miss the mark repeatedly. so much. Repeatedly. Over and over. Okay, let's let's go into the episodes. Okay, let's start. Because the pilot, the pilot is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's so one of incredible. my first, one of my first, um, like notes. No, not notes. Uh, one of my first finishing notes, like when I write my short final thoughts for the pilot, is this was not as bad as I thought it'd be. Like I yeah. was pleasantly surprised. I I mean, of course, the entire show feels very dated. The simple fact that she is apparently able to fly from Guatemala back to the States without having an ID on her seems very, very... Oh, no, she has an ID. She doesn't have her FBI ID on her. Okay, well, okay. that Also that she has a hat in her hand luggage. Very that old, is... very pre-security measures on airports and everything. Um, also, her just taking down some random dude and that not resulting in absolute carnage at an airport. So 2022 airports feel very, very different than the airport um, situation we get presented here in the beginning of the episode. Though I have to say, Angela, when she is trying to distract the dude uh, who's not paying any attention to her and he just rips open her shirt... Wow, wow. If Angela did not turn out to be so extremely externally obsessed with the potential relationship or sexual tension between Bones and Booth, she would be my favorite character. But she starts grating on me uh, in episode two, sadly already. But in episode one, she is my favorite. She is my absolute favorite with the Angelatron patent pending. Amazing. So the thing about Angela is that they introduce her in a way that is very typical for her. And I can guarantee you that if you keep watching five episodes from now, yes, she's still going to be kind of like, oh, come on, get on with it already. But uh, they actually start developing her as a character and she is genuinely one of the best characters on the show. She's incredible. In the pilot, she is definitely one of my absolute favorites. There are a few things where it shows that this is a very old procedural show and that this is also definitely an old school propaganda show. Mm-hmm. Which obviously Lucifer has spoiled Outgrown. me and <laughs> raised the bar so much higher that now I am spoiled. I am broken when it comes to that. So when they need her to arrive there and then declare this a crime scene. It's like, really? You need the anthropologist to declare this a crime scene? Okay, well, whatever. I actually was disappointed later on that there were not more bone puns because I was so sure that this was going to be a thing because at some point you have to go polish a bone and I was like, okay, we are going to get all the bone puns, right? And we don't. Mm -mm. Which is seriously a missed opportunity. Why? Why don't we have all the bone puns? Because first of all, this is American television. So? It, it's, it's a sex pun. What do you expect? Yeah, 2005. But it doesn't say penis, it says bone. So it should be okay, yeah, right? Also, Nina, you can have non-sexual... 
yeah, okay. So it's okay to constantly say, please finally fuck each other, but it's not okay to have a bone pun that might be referencing a penis. Sure. Yeah. Also, throughout the pilot, I absolutely had the impression that literally every single person here is competent except Booth, which of course later on it gets a bit uh, more nuanced. <laughs> Apparently he's at least a good shot. But especially Perfect. in the pilot. Yeah, no, they, they need the dumb person to create exposition for us. Of course. Which is something that they heavily lean on both in, in episode one. But him being so dumb while at the same time trying to make fun of the squints which I'm, even during the pilot I'm so over that word because you just squint at stuff at your screens it's like oh shut your fucking face dude so him being seemingly incompetent while making fun of all the certified geniuses was kind of like yeah I see where they're going with this and they make it less obnoxious in episode two and three already but in the pilot it, it has to set up the show you know yeah and you have to realize and this is Actually, something that I love about that is mm-hmm. that every single time, that every single time he tries to take the piss, oh yeah, he gets backfires. shut down so hard. It absolutely backfires. It is perfect because yeah. it's showing a stereotype and shutting it down immediately, which is something that I actually they do in a way quite a lot, and I enjoy that. I enjoyed Temperance very much being at home, hearing a noise, getting up, grabbing a fucking baseball bat, and then just slamming into the dude slash the TV, and then kicking out her fucking ex-boyfriend who's just horny. I was very much here for it. So, obviously, if our listeners have not watched the episode, none of this is going to make any sense, because we're not (laughs) going through this happens in each scene, because if we do that for three episodes we're going to be here for three fucking hours and that's mm. not an option so if you haven't watched the episode pause this go watch the episode and then come back because then at least some of these things are going to make sense for you so I very much enjoyed that she had the fucking baseball bat um, and that she immediately kicked her ex-boyfriend out I do not enjoy what starts here, which is I hate psychology. It's a soft science. And this is something that continues onwards through the next few episodes. I don't know if it's a thing that they stick with, but it is, especially for me, who is a huge fan of psychology, it's very grating. But I yeah. will tell you one thing, and that is it. Hmm, I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> you can, I'm trying to. You can spoiler it a, a bit at least. So okay, I'm. I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't wanna. I don't wanna um, say anything too much. But we will relatively early on, and I always forget how early on uh, he shows up, meet a psychologist. Oh, we get an addition to the team, basically. Eventually, in okay. in. Uh, I think in season two already, and uh, it's an external source, and mm-hmm. he is played by somebody whom I absolutely adore, and I know that you, I'm quite sure you liked him as you like him as well. Okay, but so, so this is something that is going to be addressed in a point in the near future. Okay, it gets really, really honed in for a very long time. Mm-hmm. She will always say that. However, approach to therapy and psychology in general, the show shows in a little bit of a different light. Things she will always say, and I literally wanted to punch my screen every single time she says that, is I don't know <laughs> what that means. When she doesn't get super obvious references. Oh, the Mulder and Scully. 
everything there's for so example much. yeah there is so many times and if like she said already in the pilot i was if she says i don't know what that means a single fucking other time i will punch my fucking screen and she does it in episode two and in episode three and in episode four and i'm sorry episode four has cannibalism and you cannot have been in touch with cannibalism and never heard of fucking hannibal lecter if you left your house in that age the movies were super successful anthony hopkins played fucking hannibal i mean come on so um yeah i was that that was something like oh she's so out of touch i think it's mostly just they're trying to show that she uh, doesn't care about things like that That she's very focused and very single-minded. Yeah, still, it was, yeah. I have failed to talk about the two male members of her team so far. So uh, what is Bug Dude's name? I never wrote Hodgins. it down. Hodgins. Jack Hodgins. Okay, so we have Zach, who is her uh, assistant, mm-hmm. who is very competent and who I adored in the pilot. And he, man- he even manages to stick on my good side for three episodes but then in episode four sadly he becomes the horny nerd so hey but the official so that's episode, episode three right no that's when she is sending the packages and the delivery oh. is so hot yeah 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 we started in episode three but we go really deep with it in episode four yeah so uh yeah uh but i love zach zach is obviously very very smart and very young to be this smart and this far in his field so certain social ineptitudes make sense and I'm gonna say this like this pilot did a great job of setting up all the characters and Hodgins has this conspiracy paranoia shtick going that sometimes gets a bit annoying but mostly is very entertaining and also pretty well done and one of my favorite lines in the pilot is when Bones says to him I hate it when you make paranoia sound plausible because that is such a great line and it's also a really true line because just because you're paranoid does not mean you're wrong it also does not mean you're right but it does not automatically mean you're wrong mm-hmm. so that was that was really really cool but i think one of my main issues with the show is that sometimes it has this tiny tiny moment where the writing actually seems good and then they do something that is so stupid or so obvious or factually wrong that you just want to punch them especially after you have been spoiled by the lucifer writers because um the scene with the senator and the gum mm. is so obvious and so bad like him going like nah, 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 chewing on that gum and then oh you need my dna no you're not getting it i'm throwing away my gum and then she's just taking the gum out of the trash it's like really i mean okay you're supposed to be evil but if you're that stupid how did you get to be that far if you're that stupid And this is this happens quite often that they do yeah. something that I'm that I first go like oh nice and then they use really shit language yes in 2005 people didn't care about that but in episode two no they really shoot the shit when it comes to that and they also do so in episode four so yeah um that that is one of the big things I feel will be grating for me in this show where it's like. Oh, they're getting there. Oh no, sorry, stepped in poop. My bad. Mm. And th- that was that was a bit annoying. Yeah, I feel like from uh, what I remember, and you know, uh, I started doing this rewatch of the first three episodes about about a month ago, and now I'm on season five or season <laughs> six, maybe. I don't know how that happened. It's it's just a thing. 
But uh, from what I gather, and I've been watching this time uh, specifically looking for certain things, there is even an episode I am certain to tell you to skip because it is not handling well something that you are very familiar with. Okay, now I need more context, please. (laughs) There is an episode where uh, they... um, Do they go into the kinky community? They go into the kinky community. Oh no! And oh no! I can oh no! I can already picture how they're handling this. Oh. Mm. <laughs> they really, really try to handle it as well as possible. And the thing is, Booth, you expect him to be terrible about it, and he is worse. He's so bad. I wanna fucking punch him in the face. My biggest issue with that episode is they that Temperance is is holding her own quite well. She is trying to educate him on uh, aspects of that, and unfortunately, not. All Always that lands, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, they ended on uh, him saying, "But if you're in love, you don't need these extra things because you know sex is just amazing without it." And unfortunately, she agrees. I mean, food is just amazing without spices, so just See, throw away so- all your spice rack <laughs> because food is about nutrition and love is about missionary position. Mm, yeah, well, he he certainly is a, a good Christian. But yeah, it, it's an episode that I would definitely recommend for you to skip. Oh, because no, I, I don't gonna, think I, it's... I would hate watch it. I would yeah, hate watch it. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary for you to get this angry at, at something. And, uh, Have you met I've, me? I've noticed problematic things watching it before. But when I was watching it this time, having in my head knowing that you might possibly continue <laughs> watching this show... I was kind of looking at your triggers and this is the one when I'm like my my main trigger is bad research and that is really something that shows in episode 2 and 3 and we're going to talk about that mm. because episode 1 so far is doing pretty well they have a few small issues that even IMDb picked on for example she says that the um what's the Cleo that Cleo wasn't uh, pregnant for very long but they find uh, bones of the baby uh, ear bones and those don't develop until 18 weeks mm. so she should know that because bones She's are kind of yeah. her thing. Also, there's the bones claiming uh, that if the the creepy dude doesn't help the the uh, perpetrator, uh, he would be charged with attempted murder. No, that's actually murder. Like those are small things. Oh yeah, Booth says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like th- those are small things that I expect better when you have like either a cop show. I expect you to know your cop shit. Mm-hmm. because that should actually be easily available information. And if your main protagonist has this special skill set that is everything about bones, you need to have someone on set or on writing staff that can give you these informations and go like, wait I, wait a moment, actually. You have you to know? rephrase the sentence, it still works, but you can use the word ear, for basically, example. Yeah, basically, yeah. like that. So, and this is, like I said, and this is going to be a repeated thing. Lucifer has fucking spoiled me when it comes to cop shows. Because yes, Lucifer, by definition, is still a copaganda show. But it is straddling this problematic line so much better than pretty much every single 
propaganda show I've ever seen. And this is a very old, classic propaganda show with a very, I don't want to say lazy, I'm going to say um, stressed and pressured writing staff. I would assume the writers here don't have any time for their writing. I would assume that there's not as much quality checks and that the writer's room is not as communicative and constructive as we have been hearing the writing group and exchange was on Lucifer. And it shows because if you just have one person writing a script and nobody like basically doing QA on it, this is what you end up with. Yeah. So I understand it, but I would not be me if I wouldn't be complaining about it. That's absolutely fair. Okay, so I have four questions for you. Okay, First of for all, episode one. For episode one. And we're okay. going to do this with each episode or you can do then the overall one up to you. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to start you off. Who is your favorite character in this episode? In episode one, it's definitely Angela and the Angelatron. Who is your least favorite character? Boof. Same. By by ginormous measure. (laughs) What was the thing that most intrigued you or interested you? In this episode, um, can I go with entertained instead? Yeah, because let's I, go entertained. I absolutely love. So this show is called Bones, and Booth is trying his fucking hardest to make the fucking nickname stick, and Temperance is trying her hardest to not be called this. And the way they, at any non-adequate moment, put the bones in is absolutely hilarious to me because we have to drive home the point that this show is called Bones and it's about bones and she's a bone lady. And by the way, her expertise is bones. Fuck, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I had interested, I thought about this and I think that's something that's gonna turn out to be quite true for me throughout the series. It's strong female characters. Mm. That's a problem. She does neither her nor Angela read to me as strong yet because of certain issues. Two thousand and five issues. Yes, mostly two thousand and five issues, but also uh, specific issues that, like I said, Angela being this obsessed with the shipping of Booth and Bones, for example, the total objectification in episode four with the delivery uh, girl. It's yeah, it's. I mean, she's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong, Um, but. But yeah. what, what the delivery lady or Angela? The delivery lady is, I mean, holy shit. They're both gorgeous, to be fair. I mean, uh, yes, but comparing, I'm going to yeah. go with the delivery okay. lady. Sorry. Okay. I'll um, keep Angela, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Any more questions? Is there something you could do without? Is there some elements that you would like removed if you could take a little scalpel? Yes. The I don't know what that means. Because that is actually grating on me more than the psychology is a soft science. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because the letter is actually something that I have been in contact with with scientists. Like people who study um, certain fields Mm. tend to be extremely judgmental of other fields. And especially when it comes to um, something tangible Mm -hmm. comparing to... um, a science that is intangible, like psychology. And so this is something that, as annoying as I find it, is very uh, reminiscent of reality. So it's like, okay, I hate this, but I hate this because it's true. Mm. And the other just feels like a running gag that is not funny to me. And this is why that would be the... I mean, Mm. of course, aside from all the 2005 
is vibes. See, yeah. for me, for me, <laughs> the fact that they start glorifying military already in episode one is it's very American. probably the most grating thing about that. But that's just because, again, it's something that I hyper focus on, and with Booth being already introduced as a military sniper turned FBI agent. It's oh, something yeah. that clearly is gonna get brought up over and over and over again. And With the shooting range. Oh my <sighs> god. Excuse me, have you ever seen anybody on a screen that has a higher sexual tension than uh, Emily Deschanel and David Boreanis? Yeah, pretty much every single other pairing. <laughs> Oh, it's it gets ridiculous. Like this is the beginning. Here's the problem with nostalgia and context. David okay. Boreanaz, for me, at that age when you watch this, of course, was Angel. Yeah. So when he leans in on her and he's taller than her, it's like, hi, Angel, towering over Buffy. <laughs> oh wow, can't unsee this. Sorry. Okay. So yeah, I don't see the sexual tension. At all. I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to be there because those are our two leads. It has to be. Like, duh. 2005, obviously, you have to have a heterosexual couple. Also, your two leads have to have a relationship. Like, that is just something that has to happen at some point. The thing is that, as far as I'm aware, apparently David Boreanaz isn't that grand a person as people would like him to be. So... That also does not help in my perception when I watch him. Yeah. But speaking of the shooting range, I like that she is a very competent shot. I hate what they do later on with it because they completely leave it by the wayside. Because she doesn't get to keep her gun after mm. she shoots someone. Which, okay, kind of makes sense. But then it's like, <laughs> um, which part of his body should I shoot? The part that's not me. It's like, girl, we have seen you being a very, very capable shot. There is no reason to be dumping on your shooting ability. And of course he's a fucking expert sniper which actually is hilarious because did you notice that when he does the bad shoot mm -hmm. um, he has one eye closed which is the cliche way of shooting but the wrong way and when he does the perfect shot he has both eyes open yep so that and this is what I mean sometimes they have these amazing tiny details and then they shit all over it with something else mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I can confidently <laughs> say that the shitting on uh, details has a lower... Half-life? It happens less and less as the series goes so, on. So it has a very lower half-life and it's just dying yeah. off. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it still happens every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But... It's not as frequent as it is right now. To wrap up this episode, um, does the stalker she now has ever come up again? Or do we just skip the fact that now Cleo's stalker is Bone's stalker? Do you actually want to know the answer? Yes. Yes, he comes back. Okay, that is actually a point in favor then. Um, question. Cleo or Cleo's family was someone that apparently... Uh, Booth had gotten quite, quite close to in the past. Him not putting a flower on the coffin seemed incredibly rude. Yeah, it was weird. And also I wanted to ask you, um, in Czech Republic, when you have a funeral, do you guys start putting shit on the coffin while the priest still talks? Because in Germany, you wait until the priest is done talking and then everybody goes up to the grave and you throw in your hand of earth and if you have your flowers and then the next person, the next person, and then you leave, actually. Like, I, I have while to the admit, priest is talking, you, you don't do anything. You're listening. We don't actually have the ceremony outside. Ah, okay. We have it... I mean, there might be something. The thing is, like, religion funerals, I have never been to one. 
So it is entirely oh. possible that okay. that um, that's happening outdoors. But the way it's generally done, as I had seen multiple times in the last year, uh, you uh, gather in like a ceremonial ceremonial room. Mm-hmm. You lay down your flowers in the front. Then you have somebody read the eulogy mm-hmm. as uh, the coffin shows up. They mm-hmm. kind of they take it out, and then you have like a moment of silence or weeping or whatever happens and then uh, as as the the coffin goes off for its last journey behind the curtain and that's the end so you don't actually go to the grave no uh, well ah. not from my experience okay curious it depends okay. i think when it's a religious burial it probably would be happening outdoors as well like by the grave but from what i've experienced personally that doesn't happen that's the part that doesn't happen if it's a coffin burial in germany you usually go to the grave um if it's an urn burial like if you have been um burnt uh, mm. what's the actual word if Can you have been incinerated incinerated yes if you have been incinerated um then Your urn is placed in a specific like urn grave with mm-hmm. a plate on top, and usually mm. you don't like you don't walk with that because it has to be specially done and everything. But every single time I attended a funeral with a coffin, no matter if it was a religious or a secular burial, we went to the grave and someone like not just a priest but someone would be saying a few last words in case of many artists uh, that I have uh, said goodbye to we usually had people play music while people would p- put uh, yeah. stuff on on the on the coffin and everything that's what we had with with my aunt except you always lay the flowers in the front before the ceremony yeah, because actually you, starts because you are not actually at the grave so for us yeah. you have your flower and then you throw it either into the grave if the coffin is already in the grave or if it is one of those you have the coffin up top and then it's going to be lowered uh, you put it on the coffin but I just found it weird that uh, they put their stuff on while he talks and then they just fuck off it's like yeah, it's, what? it's weird so, yeah also this whole like a completely unrealistic details that they have like she sits above like a million pieces of a skull and she reconstructs the entire skull like it oh, makes well, that no is just sense known- No, 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 no. That is just 3D puzzling. And have you ever done a 3D puzzle? No. Oh, yeah. Because I have. But it's, yeah. I have done a see-through 3D puzzle of a pirate ship. What's wrong with you? Well, it was a gift. So, duh. So, (laughs) yes. Yeah, but how big are the pieces, really? Well, it depends on your skill level. And she's a fucking genius. So, I have absolutely no problem believing that she does 3D puzzling with skulls. (laughs) And in episode two, I think. Yes. Yes. In episode to Zach gets to do the reassembling of mm-hmm. the skull mm-hmm. and so and it takes him a bit longer but actually because the bone is fucked and everything so mm-hmm. that but I, I actually that. had no problem to suspend my disbelief Okay, my final note um, on episode one is decent opener for a show. We get to know a small bit about all our characters, some background for our mains, enough hints about potential future mystique plot points. Not as bad as I thought it'd be. Oh dear God, how am I going to eat my words? <laughs> listen, listen, that sounds like the biggest praise I could have ever gotten out of you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna hold stop to that. Here? Yes, you want to stop here? Or you wanna... Okay, so no, let's go you... on. 
So, dear listeners, if you really love this show and you don't want me shitting all over it, now is the point to turn off this recording because it's not going to get better from here on on. Sorry. Honestly, let's face it. If you look at shows that you really love, like I I really love the first few seasons of Supernatural. First five seasons of Supernatural are great. No. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't that, that it doesn't have a really, really shitty episode in it. Let's just point out episode two when yeah. Dingo. It's dead in the water also. What? Like it's... in the first ten episodes of that show, you could like half of them are really bad because they're trying to find their footing. And that's okay. And I this is why And also I... two thousand five Oh, Many so things were simply considered absolutely acceptable that nowadays are completely unacceptable. Very true. In episode four, they keep referring to um, the park ranger as an Indian. Yeah, they which... indeed do. No. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. no. And so let's go into the man in the SUV, which was actually when I realized that every single episode has like a similar title, like mm-hmm. the man in the bear, the man in the SUV, the boy in the tree, the girl in the whatever. It's like, okay, I see where we're going with this. I actually like this. So the title structure is something that I enjoyed. We have this cold open. We have to do with the fucked up face. And I was like, oh, this is going to be anthrax or Ebola or something like, no. <laughs> no. I mean, no. it's it's a nice uh, little bit of misdirection for you. There. Yeah. And then we have boom, car bomb okay whoa 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 and yeah then angela goes from my favorite character to my not favorite character very very quickly because at the beginning of this episode i'm still like i love her i love her i love her and then she starts being very stalky from her vibes and that is the moment where i check out yeah i think that she's just very much like i want to know this information and i will get it but before we actually delve into that i want to point out something that i only and i Come on, like, I've seen this show, the beginning of it anyway, so many times. This is the first time I realized that the Homeland Security agent is the same guy that Bones attacked at the airport in the pilot. They referenced that. Do they? You because... remember? Oh, Because I both it. of them were at, because Angelo also was at the airport. So you remember Bob Bob? Yeah, because they met previous yeah. episode and like my brain was just like oh, oh okay. this is this is agent whatever from uh, homeland security yeah. and i was like why are they introducing him to her literally they just met so hmm. it was a big mind blow for me see even uh, me the expert of bones the world and era uh, mm-hmm. what what's the word the world world's biggest expert on bones can find new details every day fun fact we will never see him again <laughs> Nice. Okay. Sorry, go on now. We learn like, oh no, and he is head of the Arab-American Friendship Friendship Group. Yeah. Yeah. You do know that Afghan is not Arab, right? It's Middle Asia. How is an Afghan man the head of the Arab-American Friendship Group? It's both. If not for the fact that Americans cannot be ours to tell the difference. It's 2005. That that was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's like, oh no, we have to do the, the Muslim plot and it's the Muslim terrorists. And this was where I started being like, okay, guys, who wrote your fucking script? It's like, no, she has no reason to be offended because she's being questioned due to the faith of her husband. It's like... Yo, what? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And yes, they I really did it. But told the line <sighs> of like, 
Are you are you being like super extremely racist and offensive right now, or are you just trying to rationalize the racism shine. and Islamophobia that like, is rampant? Shine a light on it. Yeah, like, it's like, because uh... like Bones Bones talks about it, and you're kind of like, hey, I'm with you. Like she definitely should be uh, like is treated that way because because it's racist and be, because it's it's Islamophobic and everything. And yeah. then she's like, and so she should be. And I'm like, what? Wait a second. What did you just say? But so the, the entire is, the, the entire episode does not really deal well with this. Like, wow. It struggles. It's something that where they really, really try. You can see that they are really trying to deal with it. I did. It, but they that, that, that's my just issue. missed the mark. That's my issue. I did not see them trying. We have the classic and this is where uh, Buck dude, fuck. Uh, Hodgkins Hodgins Hodgins where Hodgins dies for me as a character because they have him of course dive into the conspiracy and they're gonna cover this up because it's what they do and blah 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 which is like going into the later on 9-11 bullshit it's like oh, no 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 can I not have one of those on the show please no 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 um and nothing is handled well. No- nothing is handled well. Um, and I'm not going to keep commenting on this. The last thing I want to say about this, the fact that at the end of the episode, near the end of the episode, when they're trying to figure out where he might be going with the bomb, that they did not al- already have a flag on a peace conference with Arab speakers is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous and just shows how fucking incompetent either the characters are or the writing is. So, sorry, they're not trying. And this episode, like, this really made me angry on many, many levels. So, I'm gonna ignore that part Mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about the rest of the episode. Yes. Few things that absolutely cracked me up or at least entertained me. Um, we have this whole thing with lupus, like uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's lupus and then it is lupus, but then it's not lupus because it's the toxins and everything. Obviously, anyone who's ever watched a single episode of Dr. House, it's never lupus <laughs> unless it is because then it's always lupus. So that absolutely fucked me up and entertained me. It's the first thing you have to test for. It's yeah, always, always lupus. Always test for lupus because if you don't test for lupus, it's going to be lupus. So that was hilarious to me. The fact that uh, when Bones, and since she gives up in episode four to not be called Bones, I'm just going to refer to her as Bones instead of Temperance. Yes. Yeah. When Bones comes over to Booth's place and he is in the movement of dressing and has his shirt half open, it's like, all right, we get some eye candy. And I'm not going to lie, David Marianas has a very nice physique. I mean, the dude got casted while walking a dog. So, yeah, yeah, he did definitely not get casted for his acting skills, but for his physique. So, Mm -hmm. And it's good. He really does take care of himself. So yeah, it comes knows. back a few seasons later. I mean, he also like he has a current-ish project where he's like SWAT or something. I think yeah. he's even more bulked up. So the dude yeah. knows what his uh, options and merits are. So like, yeah, he knows what he's doing. So that was nice. But basically, we see him hot and sexy, but he's still dumb because, in my opinion, even a non-forensic scientist should know that the liver is the part of the body where all the toxins get processed through, even in 2005. So Again, he needs to be... He needs to be the dumb-dumb. Did you notice a super random Lucifer parallel? Because, for some reason, Booth hates French. When he says you have to stop using these fancy words, they sound French. <laughs> yeah, I did not connect that. And Lucifer also didn't like French or French people for some reason. So here we have a random Lucifer boats connection. 
<laughs> I think there's a, a slight difference. Duh. I'm grasping at straws here. I think it, it's because Booth is intimidated by culture and uh, France often means culture. Also, he's he's basically illiterate when it comes to more than basic vocabulary, so he does not want her to use words that he doesn't understand. Um, of course. And one thing, of course, that is something that happens throughout this episode, and I think it also happens in the next episode a few times, and probably going to be a thing. They talk way too loud in way too public places about their cases. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like, they do that whole... That, that They're whole, talking about a bomb! They're having a private conversation and but they yell it so much that and they are in a public place as as they're walking into the restaurant it's so funny to me yeah so that was just like what Hmm. so what do you what what did uh are they going to sit no they're they're gonna go officially to sit in the next episode yeah yeah. so to wrap my recap up in the end he goes for dinner with his uh, sexy lawyer girlfriend he has milk he has milk with his dinner and his glass of red wine it's so wrong it's just so wrong it's like there because is he's so a much. strong growing boy and he needs to take care of his muscles and his bones so in 2005 we still found milk is good for you that was why why would you have a tall glass of milk with your dinner and your red wine why if i ever meet david Boreanaz, i'm gonna ask him why it's a it's a good question <laughs> it's a if I'm going to let you on a little secret. If you do keep watching this show, mm-hmm. you will notice that Booth is just an overgrown child Which is why in he many needs the aspects. <laughs> this is so why he needs he's the a milk, man yes. baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh Okay. Did you? What did you think of Tessa? That's a sexy lawyer. Yeah, eh, she's not relevant enough. I love how she's like she's <laughs> confident enough in herself while uh, to walk around in her underwear when uh, somebody she's threatened off threatened by is, uh, is coming over. Yeah, she is. I think Angela was very right. Yeah, but we only have Angela after she fucking stalked her with that information. So I'm taking that with a grain of uh, well skepticism. Yeah, but you're gonna you, yeah Angela's usually right about all these things. But also uh, the way she is for an American, it's very unusual. For me as a German, yeah. So what? You see me in my underwear. Be be happy. I'm not naked. <laughs> Uh, you know, be, be or, or rather, uh, you should be so lucky to see me naked. That's like I'm very comfy, so I, I, I'm I'm again not wearing pants because duh, it's 32 degrees. Why would I be wearing pants? And if I had just had mm, sex with a hot guy, uh, I probably also wouldn't be wearing pants. So uh, yeah, it was kind of from her demeanor for me. I yeah. noticed that before Angela stalked her. So okay, so. Before you ask me your questions again for this episode, um, mm-hmm. do you want to ask me the questions first or do you want my recap of this episode? Let's do the, let's do the question first. Okay. It's the same questions again. Okay. Which character was your favorite from this episode? <sighs> See, this is actually really, really hard because they're mm. all really struggling in this episode. But I'm going to have to go with Zach in this one because he's simply the least offensive. <laughs> Baby boy. Love Zach. Also because he reassembles the skull and he's doing I'm such so a great job. Yeah. Oh. So that was that And was he's good. half he's halfway through two doctorates. Yeah. So that makes one fall. So sweet. 
Yeah, it's so sweet. So which one was the most grating for you? Sadly, Angela with her stalking. And... Poor Angela took a big, big, yeah, big yeah. plunge. That was just... Yeah, because all the racism shit is not character specific. It's writing specific. So yeah. I'm not putting that on, on one character's shoulder. It's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so what was the best thing about this episode? <sighs> Wow, uh, this is probably going to get taken out by one of our uh, um, editing software. There is a very long pause. It's still going. Um, 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 the, the, the shirtless booth. Okay, shirtless booth. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with that. And what is the one thing that if you had a little scalpel, you would take out? Uh, since I would need uh, an ice cream scoop to take out the Islamophobia and racism in this episode, this cannot be it. So instead, I'm going to go with speaking at the top of your lung in public places about a bomb thread. Nice. That's actually, <laughs> yeah, I would have said propaganda bullshit, which is something. It's too uh, much. It's too much. It's, it's like, essentially, it's kind of the same thing for me as it was in episode one. At the big in first episode, it has taken the form of the military component. And in the second episode, it's taken the form of the anti-Islamism and uh, yeah. racism and this thing. So it's like they uh, introduce something that's so bad that you forget all the other things. I, one of my lines when I was writing my notes is actually, Bones is so very much a propaganda show, it's not even funny anymore. <laughs> Mm. Because it's Marika, Marika, Marika. Oh, yeah. And it's like, wow. Okay. Little secret gets worse at times. Oh, my God. Okay. So my recap for this episode. Establishing the whole future Roman storyline in episode two is par for course. But the story of this one was really badly done. So much badly done research slash writing and straight up ignorance and racism. Like I said, the main characters are Afghan, but part of the Arab-American friendship group. Just no place do better. This is actually as bad as I thought it'd be. So episode three is going to be the tiebreaker. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. So what do you think? How, how did I like episode three? <laughs> I mean, it, episode three has a lot of beautiful moments, but it also has some problematic shit. It's not as problem. I don't think it's as problematic as episode two, though. It depends on who you are. Pretty sure if you're part of the deaf community, it's more than problematic, but that's okay because we're Again, not. 2005. Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, like, like I said. Um, so this episode has a devil's in the details because we are us. And mm -hmm. so I did my part and you did yours. And my devil's in the details is about the cochlear implant and the problems around it, both from a medical as well as a deaf point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, since I am not part of the deaf community, I tried my best, but if... Some of my research comes up short. I hope someone will correct me. So, episode three, our boy in a tree. And this is sadly, of course, the episode where Zach plummets in my appreciation. Because in episode two, we go for the uh, I'm not a virgin nerd, but I am a clueless nerd when it comes to sex. And he mm. tries... Like okay, so he tries to reap Angela's sexual wisdom. No, that's in episode three. Yeah, 
so but it makes sense that he like asks people for help and everything but this is where we start this in episode oh. four which is not part of the coverage today we take it to a level where it's over for me but this is where it starts right so shame 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 I did not expect the level of gruesomeness with the body hanging in the tree with the mm-hmm. maggots instead of eyes and everything and then the fucking head falling off bones catching it and then the body just coming plummeting down that was nice it's very good yes so yeah. I, I feel like the uh, props department always has a field day with the buddies that they make for this show because it is yeah. peak I love so that they have a lot of fun with the corpses and everything of course like also the, the wordings when she like I think in episode 2 or something uh, she reprimands I think Zach that she is not a fan of like certain terms yeah for floater them. and stuff yeah, like yeah. that I think it's even it's, it's in, in the, the pilot, pilot. So it's like, yeah, even though those are like uh, remains, it still like shows some respect and everything. So, yeah. Mm. Then, of course, we have the, oh, he has a cochlear implant. Um, so he is uh, hearing impaired or deaf. And he is part of apparently a super high fancy school where everyone is creepy, everyone is evil. And their resident psychologist is called Dr. Petty, which was like, really? We, we, so the headmaster is Mr. Evil and she's Dr. Petty or what? So uh, that was that was very, very entertaining to me. There's so much tone deaf, pun intended, bullshit happening in this episode when it comes to the deaf community or the hearing impaired community. Because it's like, yeah, people thought he was a retard because he talked funny. Because deaf people, no matter if you have a cochlear implant or not, uh, deaf people can talk. It just sounds different because they don't hear themselves as we do and they don't learn the same way as uh, hearing people learn because of the missing hearing option obviously so um it's like uh, (laughs) kids will be kids of course but to be completely fair first of all yes 2005 we keep saying that but also uh, this is all uh, perceived as you were about to say through the students so through the kids but it's never it's never corrected or commented on yeah so that is the issue that's having with having a shit statement just standing there not being challenged i don't care who said it they let it be as fact and that is what i don't like Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna confess that this episode had me misled for a long Mm -hmm. while so yeah, but at some point I was like, okay, she says that, oh, we have to edit 90 kilograms, which is another kid. So basically, get him up there, strung him up, jump down with him and slide down once you hanged him. Very simple. And that is basically what has to have happened in the end, right? Because they no. staged this as a suicide, right? That did not happen in the end, no. So how did he... But he did not kill himself, right? No. He wanted... Yeah. So what happened is that they drugged him into unconsciousness. Yeah. They tied the rope uh, around his neck as he, when he was still alive and then propped him against the pulled pushed put the rope over the tree branch and pulled him up. This is why the DNA is going to be on the rope. Ah, because and then they we were have pulling the, him up. The, the, and then the because they dosed him with ketamine. The, 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 it softened the thyroid or whatever and hyoid. Hyoid. And okay, so but that and was then, my assumption with the ninety kilos. Like okay, so someone was up there with him and jumped down with him, and yay! So like yeah. that was uh, so yeah. Of course, uh, an issue with the entire episode is that uh, just because Booth dislikes 
the classicism that is happening here. He is prejudiced and mm -hmm. it plays into the fact that he assumes or has a gut feeling that this must have been not a suicide but something else. If he did not have an issue with the classicism, maybe he would have treated it differently and then this would have gone unpunished. So uh, there were so much more options that could have been done with this. They didn't. I don't like it. Of course, there's the whole uh, sex video shit. It's like, there's no law against kids having sex with each other. It's like, ah, actually, it depends on how old they are. And I mean, if they're both under 18, it, there's no law against it, yeah. Wait, wait, in wait, wait it, it, No, it depends on how, how old both of the kids are. Like, I don't know. That's what, what I'm saying. If they're both under 18, it's not illegal in America. No. I don't. I'm pretty sure it makes a difference if one is 12 and one is 16. Um, And that's the thing. I need. I wouldn't need to research it but I know that in uh, Switzerland, Austria and Germany because German law easier to understand for me uh, or like the, the writing is in German or in Austrian or in Swiss German it highly depends on how old like how big the difference between the two participants is and I would be very surprised if it was like oh one is eight one is 16 no harm done in America so two kids cannot have legally acceptable consensual sex just because they're kids that's not how it works it's actually really weird and fucked up so uh, basically if they're over certain age and i don't remember that age bracket and they are both under 18 it's fine but if you're dating somebody who's even a month older than you and they turn 18 and you have sex within that month before you turn 18 it's a statutory rape no, but the thing is that um, even if both can, even if both are under 18, depending on the state, it can still be illegal. So, and that's the thing. There is a bottom line of like when you're allowed, but uh, as long if you're both under 18, it's legal as long as you're over that no, line. It, de it depends on the state. But yeah. And that's the thing. So, for example, in Texas, if there's uh, more than three years of age difference between them and both are under 18, not legal. And that's the thing. That, that's what I mean. It de a, it depends on the law, but just going blanket statement, it's not illegal for two kids to have sex with each other. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, no, I, no. And why would you just leave that statement there and not comment on it? And of course, later on, we have the fact that the mom had sex with, with, the, with Tucker. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, um, he was victim of statutory rape. But also that does not get commented on at all. It's just like it, it does. No, it just gets said once. They call her her daughter calls her a perv. And there clearly she, are things in uh, in works but that our are relevant characters never once say a single word. I don't care it, if the fucking murderer calls her mom a perv. That holds no weight. But, but our moral stand-ins okay. for us. All right. Just don't comment on this and just let it stand like that. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because that's not their concern. That's yeah, and that is my and that concern. is my concern that they their, don't their care. Their concern is murder. And that is my concern. And this is again something in Lucifer. You have a way more holistic approach to the case is of course we want to solve the murder of the episode but if there is abuse happening if there's domestic violence happening if there's something else happening it becomes relevant within the solving of the case and here nobody cares about anything and it is so bad see i think and this is something about episode three that 
is weird to me as a somebody who's seen a lot of bones. Mm-hmm. It's really weirdly shot. You have a lot of things. Uh, it feels like there's a lot of information and even the information dump, dump at the end. You said they had you uh, misdirected mm-hmm. most of the time. I've seen this episode so many times and I still don't remember what actually happens <laughs> until the very end. And I think that that's a problem because I should be able, if I rewatch it, pick up on the signals and pick up yeah. on the details and therefore deduce it before I get into the actual reveal. However, they don't give that to us, yeah. at least from my point of view. And I've seen it multiple times and every single time it's the same thing. And so It's that's, confusing. That's it's really written. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of things that don't don't get addressed at all. And even the fucking beginning of the episode is so fucking confusing because you have this weird uh, montage of the platform and them in the car and then uh, uh, the building itself, outdoors and indoors. It never really gets explained or addressed why Booth is in such a shit mood the entire drive that they're not even allowed to talk. Yeah, it's just so weird. What? And then it feels like they've taken out a scene and they cut it down to just multiple shoots it feels like there was a conversation in the car that they've gotten rid of and they only kept where is the kid which is a voiceover you don't even see Booth say it that is actually something that is really really badly done in all three episodes more often than once you have a situation where the dubbing does not fit what you see on screen the voiceovers are shit for the whole I feel like they just kind of made it a thing eventually but yeah uh, every once in a while you have some uh, like a voiceover thing when you cut to a different scene yeah. and somebody finishes their sentence and it's just like completely different sound. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad. Yeah, it's bad. it's bad. But like in that particular moment, I remember when I was rewatching it last month, I actually was worried that I missed something. So I rewind it to the beginning and I because <laughs> I thought that my Amazon or uh, we actually had this on Disney Plus here. Yeah, same. I thought that Disney Plus skipped the first two minutes of the episode because yeah, it sometimes... Like- does that and I had to rewind to the beginning just to make sure that I didn't miss anything because it's just so badly cut and I think that's an issue throughout the entire episode and a reason why this feels so weird story-wise so this this is their their killer truck episode in my opinion (laughs) racist truck uh yeah this is uh well I mean the previous episode was more racist so uh yeah (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you should have handpicked three episodes for me to watch and not have me watch the first three. But then... Yeah, no. You wouldn't be able to watch them grow together as a team. Because what is here done quite well, what I appreciate, is that they start working on the team friendships and relationships. It doesn't go into details yet, but you kind of get a little hints between uh, how they're standing with each other like what are the relationships so like you've already known that you've already known that Angela and uh, Bones are friends but you didn't really know the relationship that Zach and Jack had or Hodgins um, you didn't really know yeah, a but lot I, of these I other still things don't. So, I still don't well, yeah. there's not enough space in this episode for the interpersonal relationship stuff because they're so busy with having an unreasonably angry booth walking 
around like a fucking elephant in a in a porcelain shop. And that that is my issue. This episode, if that had happened, if we had gotten like what we actually do in in episode four, a bit more of an insight into the background team and everything, would have been different. At the end of this yeah. episode, we f- at least established a restaurant as another mm. location, which of course mm-hmm. in episode four then comes back in force. But we now have another location next to our science stuff. But all in all, it's just this episode did not work at all. And I tried to give this the benefit of the doubt. So I tried, I I watched another episode after this just to see if maybe, maybe fourth is the charm. It was not. So ask me your four questions for this episode. Oh God, I'm worried now. So who was your favorite character in this episode can i go with the head of the jeffersonian <laughs> oh yeah dr goodman dr goodman is great in this episode they have this whole back and forth at the, at the fbi yeah. and it's so funny because you can see the two really really smart people that normally in any other circumstances would be getting dunked on because they're so smart taking over the situation with intelligence and humor i'm gonna go with the head of the jeffersonian dr goodman okay uh who did you hate the most booth because he because we get no context for why he dislikes this classicism yes system i mean it makes sense that you hate it like don't get me wrong classicism sucks but this would have been a perfect opportunity to give us more backstory on him to, to give us some info this is why i'm i think that there must have been something that's been taken out yeah because so, it's yeah. like watching justice league the, perf- the 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 first it's just like hey i'm kind of starting getting into it wait what what just why, why are we in a completely who are these people oh, oh watching justice league without knowing guys. any of these characters yeah yeah but like it's just it it's it's the same kind of cutting it feels like there's so much more to the story and they're just showing you fragments i have not been able to identify why this episode bugs me so much and this actually helped me a lot and it makes so much more sense in my head now so <laughs> (laughs) thank you for this (laughs) okay third question is is if you could take one thing out what would it be isn't the third one which i like them which i find the most oh yes sorry no the other the other way around so what did you find the most intriguing in this episode best (sighs) entertaining what was the thing that stood out to you this is actually the episode where the Angelator gets named for the first time. And so I'm going to go with that because previously they just called it the machine. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, they name it the Angelator. And I love it because obviously it's named after Angela, which Because is great. she made it. Yeah, patent pending. <laughs> yeah, so she's... I'm going uh, so is... to go with the Angelator. Angel- Angelator is great. And then eventually on the show, she develops a different system. And then that she calls the Angelatron. Ooh. Nice. Which I find even better, personally. Okay. And then, of course, what is my scalpel? Uh, Scalpel removal. Again, I don't want to go with any of the major things. Just scalpel remove the entire episode. It's fine. No, no, no. If I I have to go with scalpel removal, I would go with Zach's supposed uh, cluelessness when it comes to sexual uh, relations. Because in my opinion, he's actually too smart to be that clueless. And to not understand that communication is the most relevant part of it. And we have the whole like, she told me to take a hint. What does it mean? It's like, yeah, you're so smart. You're dumb. No. Read a fucking book and use the fucking internet. And both he would be able to do. So this is just ha 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 funny clueless nerd. So this is what I would cut out. In all transparency, you get to see 
what the internet was like in episode four quite well, where they have to beam each other pictures and connect to a satellite. Hold on, Angela, I'm just going to connect to a sat- satellite. Honey, and you, you do realize that in 2005, I was 21, right? I am aware what the internet was like in 2005. And it was not I that. I know. I and know. And it was I, not that. I just find it is incredibly funny the way they deal with things like that. And they keep doing that for pretty much the entire season one where they beam each other pictures and then she's like take a video and then move to stills just stay, just say photos or pictures or whatever people don't say stills yeah it's really really bad because it's like oh no computer science is something we have no idea of it's like no it's like it's like if you've taken a person that was in their 60s in 2005 and have them write how he thinks yeah 20 year old talks very obviously no digital native was on the writing staff not even close it's so funny i find it personally hilarious it it sets me off It makes me laugh every single time I watch this. I work in so. IT, so to me it's just like more that I have to suspend my disbelief on and that show is just taking too much for me to suspend my disbelief okay. on. Okay, So, no. All right. Is there anything else you want to add to uh, episode three? I have my usual wrap-up, which mm-hmm. is for episode three. With the restaurant and the lab, we got two decent standard locations for this show. Episode three gave us more insight into the rest of the group. But I really feel that the writing is bad in this show, especially compared to Lucifer. Given that the show or rather the season one is fucking 17 years old I probably should make some allowances but since I am lacking any nostalgia for this it is very hard to make allowances okay and knowing that you watched episode four and uh, I think that the most important question is now hanging in the air will you watch more well I would not be me if I had not written out a full general thoughts on the entire experience right okay well let's hear it Well, this was something. I understand that this show is from 2005 and that it should be judged for the time in which it was done. But lazy writing, bad research and repetitive jokes are things I never suffer gladly, not in 2005 and not in 2022. The inherent uber-Murricanism and racism in speech is sadly a testament for the time it is from and maybe that does get better throughout the 12 seasons. This is also absolutely the definition of a propaganda show. Both Bones and Booth are immediately breaking laws and not only are there no consequences, it is always framed in a necessary and good light. Lucifer might have spoiled me, but when it comes to writing, proper research and the fine dance that is cop shows in general, Lucifer simply did such an amazing job and that has become my expectation and standard. Then there's of course the singular characters, Angela being obsessed with Booth and Bones' supposed sexual attraction, Zack being a clueless nerd and Bugman... For the left of me, could not remember his name. Being a constantly horny conspiracy dude. The head of the Jeffersonian seems pretty cool, but is around way too little. Same goes for the restaurant owner we meet in episode three. Booth as a character seems randomly abrasive while being supportive and verbally appreciative at other moments. Same goes for his sniper past. In one moment, he seems to take offense when it is brought up. In another, he seems to hold pride in this. 
Bones is exhausting in her social awkwardness. The repeated, I don't know what that means, for the most basic of reference was cringeworthy. Her supposed missing empathy that is then suddenly existing when necessary. Her blindness to interest in her. Her dislike of psychology while she uses insight from psychology herself. Plus, of course, her sudden stop of protesting the nickname Bones. Just in case it wasn't obvious, and I mean, obviously it's obvious because I've pointed it out, I've watched another episode and sadly everything I dislike about episode two and three continues on. A few points I just made were, were actually taken or strengthened in episode four. If I had Bones available on Netflix, I might consider continuing on higher speed. But since I can only watch this on Disney+, Plus, I probably won't. Okay. Well, that answers my questions. Um, I is is wanna... it understandable it is, how no, I... Absolutely. Okay. I absolutely understand how you arrive to these conclusions. Since you are not planning on uh, watching more, I'm just going to mention a few things that are kind of a big on the show. We okay. do get introduced to a psychologist that is played by Stephen Fry. Mm. He is absolutely incredible. He's absolutely lovely, but he's only as a guest star. And then they mm. eventually bring on somebody else who becomes a part of the main cast. Okay. And uh, is absolutely incredible. And I love him with my whole heart. He's very young. And what happens, how he's brought in is that he is essentially the FBI therapist for Booth and Brennan as a as partners. Because they have okay. things that they need to work through and uh, they uh, have to go to therapy. And then because then eventually that gets exhausted, they uh, introduce a, another pod device to keep him around and for them to keep coming to see him. Okay. So uh, Good. It, so Dr. Linda is introduced at some point. Essentially, except he's 22 and very cute and has little um, dimples. dimples when he smiles. Just like um, me. Also, what eventually happens is that the cast gets more diverse because, unfortunately, Dr. Goodman is discontinued after uh, season no! one. However, <laughs> however, he uh, doesn't get replaced. So technically, he is still there. But um, somebody who runs the lab itself gets hired to so make he it delegates. more efficient. He, yeah. His power gets delegated. So this person is a, um, a Dr. Camille Saroyan. Mm -hmm. She is a coroner and she is all of their boss. And she's very hardcore. She's also uh, a woman of color, which is uh, very good. And uh, she becomes a permanent cast member as well. And then eventually uh, they find a way to bring in more people on rotation and mm -hmm. those are all from different backgrounds and different religion and stuff like that. So it kind of gets, you can tell that they are trying to be aware at the beginning, but they're not very good at it. But they find a way <laughs> to make it work. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say this is a perfect show. 100% I know that a lot of the love that I have for it, it comes from nostalgia. Which is absolutely fine. I mean, we all have super yeah. old shows that did not age well that we absolutely love. But I, I do want to, I do want for this to stand out and, and be up there. This show really does get better. And even though there are moments when I'm like, come on, guys, this there is an episode where they have a um a Jesus that where they have a gender fluid person come in, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, it was before the time where we would know that we should. So they don't handle it well. Them. 
<laughs> and they very much struggle. But the fact that they even bring somebody like that on the show is a mm-hmm. testament in 2007 mm-hmm. is is something that that you would not expect. They uh, do a lot of things like that. So they they try to introduce these things and they, it doesn't always go well, but sometimes it really, really does. So this is why I love the show. It's a show that uh, was brave enough to go into directions that nobody else would. And yes, it has made many errors on that part, but it also feels like they are aware of that and they try to do better next time. So including the fact that they have an incredible cast, like the people they got on that show, including Stephen Fry as a recurring character, Mm -hmm. is something that I really, really love about this show. And I feel it's a shame. I wouldn't want you to watch specific three episodes that I would pick because then you get them out of context and you don't really have the relationship to the characters and you don't know. It feels like you would need to know the relationships between them to fully appreciate the episode. I get where you're coming from because like when I try to get people to watch Buffy, getting through season one is a sh- is a chore yeah because so, season one survives on the nostalgia but the yeah. thing is i actually have narrowed down ep- season one of buffy to three episodes that you need to watch to be able to continue and then once you have the love for the show you can actually go back and then watch it with the appreciation mm. so that is actually how i nowadays uh, get people to watch buffy because yeah <laughs> It's even older. <laughs> yeah. I really should have probably thought this through a little bit better and uh, and maybe do that for you. Because I feel, and I understand, absolutely understand your reasoning. And I uh, wish it were on Netflix and I wish you would make it through. Maybe at some point it's going to show up on Netflix again. Because there is always movement. Or maybe fucking Disney Plus will at some point introduce the higher speed option. Because even shows I like, I tend to watch at 1.25 and shows I uh, am not really invested I watch at 1.5 so I would prefer to have the option anyway so maybe we get lucky at some point Disney Plus adds that option and then I can watch it in my lunch break for example like this is a show that you can perfectly unless you're queasy because eating wild shit is on the screen is not everybody's Thing. That was a lot of fun, actually, when I watched episode four and he's pushing the bear poop through the, <laughs> through the sieve and I was having dinner. It's like, awesome. Nom, 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 nom. Because I don't care. Oh there is there is this one episode <laughs> where they find a victim inside of like outdoors toilet. You know how you had the wooden. Yeah, an outhouse. Yeah. So they have they have that. They have so many things like that. It's incredible. And they really you can see that they're having so much fun with that. So that's also a really, really great thing about this show. <laughs> well, I never say never. I currently have enough other things that I need to watch. I still haven't finished the Sandman, for example. So Me neither. There are things I need to watch first, mm-hmm. but maybe at some point I will get back to this. See, I will also say one thing. As much as I like the pairing of Booth and Bones, they're definitely not my main ship on the show. Good. That is helpful. <laughs> uh, it's right. it's like I, I love them. It's great. And you can t- you can understand why it is the way it is. But there is a few other pairings that are some of them are canon some of them are not that are way better and i love them i love them very much and i want everybody to know them good do you want to say your favorite ship just so everybody knows uh oh god there's so many Mm. no i can't think of that one 
Good. That makes me sad. Uh, yes, you... I'm gonna I'm gonna say one that's like the most obvious for me, and okay. that's uh, Angela and Hodgins. Not seeing it, but only mm. three episodes or four episodes, so can't really judge on that. Yeah, I mean, I can see it actually work in some regards. So uh, okay, I'm gonna I have to think about this. Or Angela by herself. Angela as a as a ship by herself is that I can get behind. I mean, God. delivery lady in She's episode excellent. four is also into Angela. So the... who isn't? Exactly. All right. And with this, we say uh, thank you for listening. If you want more of us and have not done so already, you can listen to our full coverage of the TV show Lucifer. Yes, all six seasons of it. If you want to get a bit more personal with us, you can either mm. send us an email at contact at taot-podcast.com or you could join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash taotpodcast. We have a whole bunch of different rewards from early release to hours of bonus content. Yes, hours. If that sounds like too much, you can simply help us out by leaving a positive iTunes reviews. They really help. Or telling all your friends about us because nothing beats a person recommendation thank, thank you, you and bye, bye. bye.